This is Housebound. I'm Chris. I'm Holly. I'm Ashlyn. I'm Greg. And you're invited. Welcome to Housebound, a podcast we made because we needed company. In it, we talk about things that are on our minds. And today, we're going to be talking about the music that moves us. This is going to not really be an official sequel episode or anything, but it's going to be kind of tangentially related to the the puzzle, the episode that we did in like, I think it was number 43, possibly. Listeners, you can double check me on that. But it's the one about the puzzles that shaped us. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's kind of where I got... That's that's kind of like the puzzle books uh, that we all enjoyed at the library yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So uh, okay. that was kind of where the theme for this episode cool. um, spawned, spawned from. And and I was also thinking about things that we've talked about. And we talk a lot about books and we talk a lot about movies. And we it's very clear um, that we all enjoy stories mm-hmm. and storytelling. And when I was thinking about music um, and, and everybody, everybody enjoys... Okay. If you're listening to this, most of you, I would imagine, enjoy music in some form or another. Mm-hmm. There are people out there that just like don't really care that much about music, and we and we'll get into that. Um, and so some people really enjoy listening to like artists, uh, bands. Some people really enjoy just listening to ambient music. Some people really enjoy, like myself, I think I, I am, am more attracted to things like sound soundtracks or scores. And not exclusively film, like you could do stage plays have scores or soundtracks mm-hmm. as well, depending on what you, how you want to classify those um, uh, pieces of music. But mm-hmm. but it, it just it like it made sense uh, as a as a episode topic to talk about music, um, just because there's so much it, there's so much uh, like storytelling and emotion that goes into well constructed music in whatever form that takes and so i just wanted to like talk a little bit about like what what we enjoy what each of us individually tend to enjoy Mm -hmm. um in music the forms of music we tend to enjoy um and so i i don't have a whole lot of leading questions for this but um i guess a question to open up or something to get us thinking about it uh, mm-hmm. A good one to start with would be, um, what draws you to music? So you can talk about this in relation to whatever kind of music you enjoy. But what is it? Um, and I've I've already given away a bit of my answer. Yeah. Um, but but whether it's the same or whether it's different, um, and you're all hearing this for the first time, mm-hmm. and so you're trying to think on the fly. So I'll, it doesn't have to be long and thought out. But like, what is it that like appeals to you about? the forms of music you enjoy? This is a really hard question. I don't know if you guys feel that way. Yeah. (laughs) I have some idea. I think it'll get easier once we just all start talking about it. Should I start talking? Yeah. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Well, I just have one idea so far. What's your idea? Tell us your idea. I think what draws me to specific uh, music is I tend to enjoy more than not the upbeat Happy music, mm. not the moody, broody, uh, screamo, dark. Okay, that well, kind of music. You just listed what I would say 
is a huge range of different yeah. genres. <laughs> Moody, broody, screamo. They're very different. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't like any of those. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. So, um, whereas I think I tend to enjoy the more, like, kind of like pop acoustic mm-hmm. uh, happy music. But at the same time, I don't mind if the lyrics are maybe not always happy. Mm-hmm. But I tend to... I also tend to listen to music more toward the feel rather than the lyrics. It's only if I'm focusing hard that I actually register what they're saying. Mm. So like if you ask me to like repeat the lyrics of a song or sing to a song, mm-hmm. I don't tend to be able to do that. Yeah, but you're I, you're not the one of this group that starts singing and then the other one starts singing. No, that's correct. Yeah, And, and then we, the third one maybe knows the words. For, for listeners, that yeah. happened right before we recorded and I was dead silent. <laughs> <laughs> Usually it's uh, Ashlyn or Chris start singing a song and yeah. then the other one start singing with them and yeah. then maybe I know the words and we'll sing along. Greg maybe. looks so dumbstruck. <laughs> I just sit there silently. <laughs> just take it all in. Yeah. I so, mean, if it's high school musical, I don't play along either. Even yeah. if I do know those words, I'm not singing that. <laughs> yeah. So what is it about the, um, what is it about the, the type of music that you are drawn to? What is it about that, that draws you to it? Like, is it literally think, just like, oh, I like happier yeah, sounding like, music? Or is it, oh, I have an emotional experience when I hear this music? And like, if so, what kind of experience? Yeah, like, like I, that? I think it tends to like help, like, pick me up and make me feel better. I don't know. Like, sure. just, okay. Like, mm-hmm. but at the same time, though what drives me crazy is free 100.3, which is like, or and, and like other, sorry, if you're listening and you happen to be the owner or (laughs) (laughs) but like uh, or even if you really enjoy that music that's great that's awesome but um uh, it tends to be like christian music stations Mm -hmm. market themselves as like fun positive inspirational music for the whole family or whatever and i'm like i don't appreciate sometimes it feels like it can come across as avoiding things and mm. and maybe even mm. sometimes sometimes being too positive is too it, it comes across as too fake mm. and so whereas oh, like it's not like it's not real enough yeah and so that's where like i don't mind it if we dig into like harder topics or if we dig into those types of things so i'm not all about the happy-go-lucky positive happy music at the same time though i can i can appreciate it um also, Christian music isn't always up to standards of, you know. <laughs> no, it tends to be yeah. really, like, one-dimensional. Yeah. yeah. No, now, okay, so. Or at least the stuff they play on the radio. Well, I was going to say. Yeah. There, there's a lot of, like, mainstream religious music that does sound like that. It's, like, it's the whole. It's all the same. They're. It feels like yeah. they're avoiding tough issues and you're just talking mm-hmm. about how like lovely and great things are mm-hmm. and or or how they can be or how it's not up to you, it's in somebody else's hands, yada yada yada. And 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 like it's all like you said, feel good, mm-hmm. um typically, or like lifting you up out of some kind of like dark place into mm-hmm. a happier place, which is totally fine and totally valid. And I'm not like against that necessarily, no. but but the thing that drives uh, the thing that's interesting to me is recognizing where my taste in that kind of music uh, started out 
as a as a as a kid and then as a young adult into an into adulthood and mm-hmm. and how I started desiring more of those like tougher topics and then realizing not that they're mimicking the way that um oh what's the opposite of religious like it's secular, sec- more secular. Yeah, yeah, more, Pagan. yeah. No. Pagan, heathen, <laughs> heathen music. What is this yeah. the Middle Ages? Um, yeah. Actually, <laughs> fun fact: we'll touch on that later. But um, mm. the uh, uh, the the like the the secular music industry tends to have a lot of like gritty topics and and like things that r- religious people might not like uh, appreciate a lot of focus on. But at the same time, there's a lot of things that that some of those artists are like, they're just singing about like, pardon the language, but like the real shit that they went through. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's, it's personal and it's emotional and it's, and it's for lack of better words, raw and real. And, and, and so like, I can see the attractiveness to people to stuff like that. And, and then I start to notice the religious bands that, that are a little bit off of the norm that that might touch on things like that Mm -hmm. or might go down like a genre Mm -hmm. of music Mm -hmm. path that like traditional christian music might not consider well not like they might not like it but that they just it's like not the kind of stuff that you play on the radio Mm -hmm. right it's Mm -hmm. like you're you're talking about some tough things and there's some unanswered questions and things and and it's like wow oh no it's almost like real life where we don't always get a happy ending and we don't always get the answer we want and, and we go through some crap and so like it's been interesting in my own uh growing to like understand what like like I'm not advocating for like every kind of music out there or anything, but I am, I am saying that like when you recognize that there are, that there are artists that do stuff like that and, Mm -hmm. and that like more real and honest is kind of the direction. If that's the kind of thing that you desire to listen to more then there is that stuff out there. Um, But it's just like seeing that parallel between secular music and, and religious music, just because Greg was talking about it. That's what came to mind is like, you can you can find that in um like you can find those alternatives i guess alternative Mm -hmm. is what it would be yeah Um, well and maybe maybe i need to add a caveat because like at the same time though i think that there is value in space for that type of music and even like Mm -hmm. which i also well just even just like the Typical boring religious Typical music. positive. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Like for just me, I'm like, I'm like, and I also like, I don't mind having that in the background sometimes or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, like that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess. And even uh, to another point, like I need to also, <laughs> I'm going to criticize that also like on the flip side of it, like, like just regular radio at times can be like not creative. Yeah, if oh, you don't want to be a one-hit wonder, you're making a lot of the same music. Yeah, <laughs> which is which is interesting. And yeah. like, because it's like you're a one-hit wonder, but it's the same music. It's just it's the same song, just a bunch just of different a ways. one chord progression wonder. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah, one style wonder. Or something yeah, like yeah. And like, there is pressure on bands to create a generic sounding song mm-hmm. that fits well as background music mm-hmm. in a car or um or at a party or whatever because that's radio that's where they get played that's, radio is yeah. safe it is actually safe for the, not necessarily the whole family all the time but even like and even just the um, but it has rules but it has rules yeah. and there's like specific topics that they will talk about in mm-hmm. songs that 
it tends to get repeated, you know? Yes, so certainly. there's nothing necessarily new under the yeah. radio sun. <laughs> so the just trying to think about like what actually draws me to the music that I like. I th- I think the biggest thing is interest. So I listen yeah. to music constantly all throughout every single day, basically. Yeah. Other than when I am in the car with Christopher because he prefers it to be quiet and then I just try not to die. Um, <laughs> makes it sound like I t- makes it sound like I don't listen to anything. Which is when I get true. into the car, you turn it off, and I'm like, no, don't do that. Well, okay, I think that's a completely <laughs> unrelated conversation because- about how I just. Because I, I don't know. I just like there to like be to silence to when me. there's people. I don't know. Like, silence <laughs> when there's people. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> if it's like, like the opposite of if most it's a, people. If it's a yeah. 10 minute most people are like, let's turn on the music yeah. so that it's not awkward. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Anyways, I, think, anyway, I feel I get, like at this point in our relationship, you, we're past the awkwardness yeah. stage. We are, uh, we are past the awkward. Or we should be anyways. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, go ahead. Anyways. You were saying. Um. I listen to music constantly, all mm-hmm. the time. If I'm not listening to a story, that is. If I have an audiobook, then I'm listening mm-hmm. to that all day. But um, I listen to music constantly. And so the stuff that I really like and that and that gets like a like from me on YouTube music or mm-hmm. whatever I'm using to listen to is stuff that catches my attention. So stuff that's really off the beaten path. Oh, I was going to say, is that... Does that mean regardless of the genre? But regardless of the genre, okay, okay. yeah. And so it it can be because I like all music, and I do mean all music. Mm-hmm. When when people ask me that, they're always like, "No, there's something that you don't like." Well, like, not really. There's some genres. That, my my thing is yodeling. Have you heard some of the like eerie yodeling or, though? Or like it's throat really singing? cool. <laughs> throat singing's yeah. really neat. Technically, it's like very it's impressive. Soup- and- no, but they are so low and they, I don't know how they do it. Like it's so amazing. <laughs> well, that's to why I said to. it's impressive. Technically. Yeah. Yeah. I will absolutely no, like, like, listen to that. Not technically, it's impressive. I just mean I like see. the techniques of it are yes. impressive. Mm, I understand. <laughs> I mean, technically, throat singing's like <laughs> everybody, we all know everybody can do it. Here we go. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, there's not there's not one that I don't think that I could find some artist within yeah. the genre that I mm-hmm. would enjoy listening to. Um, one of my coworkers recently said, "Can we listen to some Chinese rap?" And I was like, "Yes." Excuse me? Chinese rap. So like rap but in Chinese. Okay. Okay. And I was okay. like, "Sure. Can you name me an artist so that I can punch it in here so we can listen to like a radio? It won't matter if it's explicit because only you will be able to know yeah. if it's explicit. And she's like, "Oh, uh, I don't, I don't know any artists." And I was like, "What?" Also, I don't think we could type it in. It's <laughs> like, how do I get to these artists? She's like, "I don't know." I said, "Figure it out for me, and we'll fi- when we'll listen to them." There was one day that uh, one of my coworkers said, "Can can we listen to like radio set by Paula Abdul?" I didn't enjoy most of that, <laughs> but some songs was okay. So that's like mm. 80s heart ballads. Oh, love yeah. Ballads like that's fair. it was it was a little rough, yeah. but mostly I like everything. Mm-hmm. So the stuff that really catches my attention is the stuff that tends to get my likes. Mm-hmm. And generally, those are things that either have a really compelling story to it. Mm-hmm. Like there's a song by NF that is about uh he is in a 
convenience store when it gets held up. Oh yeah, and yeah. It's, he's a rapper, and and it's so compelling. He's like okay. So the backstory to this is he's in a convenience store when it gets held up. He, he's a rapper. It's yeah. you know well, standard it's an rapper actual stuff. story. It's yeah. not like melodic, know. right? Yeah. Like yeah, 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 I know yeah. it just sounded like rather than specifying what kind of a music <laughs> genre it was, you were like, cl- clarifying the reason he's well, in a convenience store. Well, of course, store when it gets held up you know he would be in a convenience store. It's being held up. He's a rapper, guys. Oh gosh. Okay, it's rap music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, and so it's like a really compelling yeah. three and a half, four minutes of your time. And every time it comes on, I stop and listen and go, oh, this song is great. Mm-hmm. Or fun thing about rap is that the ones that I've heard, like the the artists that I've heard, whether I've understood what they're saying or not, mm. um, often it's because I don't have lyrics in front of me and sometimes it's just hard to understand. Mm-hmm. It's too fast, baby. Sometimes. But the those that like Eminem or NF that mm-hmm. that style mm-hmm. of rap and I know mm-hmm. there's many different like sub genres of it and yeah. how and how people do it is different but like that specific style of a song um sounds a lot more like reading to mm-hmm. me like oh, yeah. like quoting or like reciting like like spoken like a, word like a, like a monologue yeah mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. which I'm wouldn't be surprised if that's exactly what they're trying to get at. Um, but I think that that is why those ones would pique my interest over other forms mm-hmm. um, or other styles of rap. And just because um, because of the story aspect of it. But like, yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah. Mm-hmm. so you listen to that every time it comes on because it is different. Yeah, enough. it's just different enough. Yeah. Even from or there's their an own artist stuff, called. Or... Yeah. Well, you find that that's still that a lot of NF genre. stuff catches my attention, but within the genre, okay. I would say that that artist is mm-hmm. like stands out. Or there's another artist; his name is Cosmo Sheldrake, which is just an outrageous name. Yeah. Anyways, he sings about like natural things. He has one song called "The Pelican Song" and one called one called "Tardigrade," yeah, which mm-hmm. are my favorite. So that one stood out to me right away. Anyway, mm-hmm. but it's just so odd. And like the music itself is so odd and I really like it. And so those are the things that really, really stick out to me. I also like really good lyric, lyricsmanship. I don't mm-hmm. know. Wordsmithing? Wordsmithing? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. But that's not just rap. That's in like a lot of different genres that if you have a really good mm-hmm. lyricist, like it just catches your attention and you go, oh, that means more than one thing. Like, oh, that's really interesting. So... I think that's what pulls me into most music is just it needs to be interesting and probably tell a story or tell a story emotionally as well. Mm -hmm. Because I do like music that has no lyrics as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. I find that in music, I like go through phases Mm. of genres that I listen to a lot of. Right now, I've been listening to a lot of like, it's like jazzy pop. Um. Like some artists that I listen to quite a bit is like Volpec and Lawrence and Fifth Avenue Drive. Um, yeah, not Tenth Avenue North. No, <laughs> not that one. Um, that have like it just I for me that genre just like it sounds like not just the singers but the entire band is like having a great time. Yeah, you know, and they're willing to experiment and have fun, and you can almost just like feel by the way that they're playing and the mm-hmm. way that they put the song together that it is just like joy for yeah. them to yeah. be able to do that, and that is really exciting. I also occasionally I'll hear a song whether it's on like 
TikTok or in a movie or something like that. And sometimes even if there's just like one lick in it that I'm like, oh, that's good. Yeah. I'll listen to that song on repeat yeah, just because I like <laughs> love that lick or that like key change or that like run or something that they do in the song that I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think because I have more of like a musical theory background, mm-hmm. often I'll love it just for something like one second of like a little musical like mm-hmm. that they do in there yeah. that's like perfectly timed and um, really interesting yeah so then i'll i'll really get into that yeah Yeah. uh but all as a whole i think what'll make me like press like next track Mm -hmm. is sometimes if you know a little about the artist's life Mm. and you know that like what they're singing about is so clearly not about them or like not personal at all and you're like this is obviously not like anything you've ever experienced or you know uh mm-hmm. if they're telling a story that's clearly not theirs or something like that and it just feels unsincere um or In- insincere correct insincere. yes yeah. thank you mm-hmm. I, you can get the gist of it yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um and uh i think the other thing is when the lyrics of the chorus just like and when they're just like blah or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, but I often listen to things based on um, sometimes I'll, I'll put on music in order to generate like a certain like feeling mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But not like in the same way that Greg does, because I know mm-hmm. Greg often puts on music in order to feel like happy and excited and motivated. Mm-hmm. And I entirely do the same thing. But sometimes I put on music because I'm upset and I want something to be upset with me. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes 100%. Yeah. Needs to match your I emotion. I need you in this artist to validate my mm-hmm. feelings. Yeah. <laughs> and be, you know, sad with me and be melancholy with mm-hmm. me and be angry with me or or sometimes just be curious with me mm-hmm. about something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I really, I really enjoy that. Sometimes I'll even do what's like opposite, like just like you, but I'll put on something that's actually fairly melancholy in order to pump myself up because those songs tend to be the ones that you can sing, like that you can actually belt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it just feels so good to belt it out. And you're just like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm seeing about this person that left me and it's great. (laughs) Like, What is going on? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. (laughs) because you don't sing no yeah well i'm also i'm also gonna go out on a limb here and be like like split the sexes and say that i also don't understand like (laughs) like i don't think that that has specifically to do with a with a uh, a gender or sex thing but like i i don't i personally can say that i do not hear songs and go Oh, this attaches me to a moment when this felt real to me because of a real world experience. So really, oh, yeah. I have yeah, like I, mm. I have I mean, like songs I could that be wrong. There could be like, like one song. Like there, I have. You know, or oh, I remember this song from childhood, and so it's emotionally connected to mm. me because of childhood. The Kookaburra song. That's how I feel. Oh, sure, that yeah. <laughs> or like, um, like watching. 
oh, you know, so we did this thing in the office once where we were just bored one morning. And so we flipped on YouTube and searched up the theme songs for like all these shows that me and my coworkers would have watched when oh, we were yeah. like 90s kids shows. And some of them oh, I didn't know because they were on cable network and we mm-hmm. didn't have cable as a kid. And some of them, the other two, co- like we have, I have three coworkers and, um, uh, I, I don't count my boss as a coworker. He's my boss, but <laughs> so I have four office space Mate sharers. People. Yeah, <laughs> mates. but but anyways, um, me and one of the other coworkers are relatively close in age. And then there's like we're not terribly far for, in age from the next two that are younger than us. But but because we're a different generation, mm-hmm. they grew up with different shows. Yeah, and so, it only takes a couple years to yeah yeah. So something like. Uh, uh, Tom- Thomas the Tank, mm-hmm. like that's a theme song that like both both generations knew. Yeah. But then there's things like, um, Hey Arnold. Like I was like an adult when Max and <laughs> mm-hmm. Ruby. That old that Max and yeah. Ruby is a show that that is already in my mind very old, but is from a different I don't generation. Even know what that is it's yeah a children's it's, show. It's just another children's show. Whiny ass kids okay. that are bunnies. <laughs> Regardless, they're terrible. Wow. Um, <laughs> I don't understand how it got specifically Ruby, specifically Ruby. Yeah, yeah. but she but anyways, uses her little brother Max as you a guys slave. Watch this show, mm-hmm. yeah, with the small children in my life. Oh. Or like if you were ever like I would see it if I was ever babysitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I had siblings that were eight and ten years older or years younger no. than me. So yeah. Yeah. that's how that happens. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So so those kinds of I had like, a twin. <laughs> <laughs> Any He's younger the same brother, age. Just, yeah. <laughs> different generation. Um, but those, the, so a situation like that where we would relive childhood. But um, but I, all that to say, I still don't think those um, exceptions aside. I don't think that I could pinpoint a song that was like, I, I was sad at this event in my life like i lost a parent or something and then i remember this song from that time or um i my the first person i was ever in love with and i remember a song from that time like like Mm -hmm. those aren't things that Mm. that i and i think it just has to do with the way that i'm wired like i don't think it's Mm -hmm. like yeah so you also don't put songs on repeat and then listen to them until they're dead (laughs) yeah i don't do that (laughs) yeah i do that you do that and oh. that's why well, that song is ingrained like, in a year. When an album life. comes out, you listen to it over and over. over yeah, and yeah. I don't. Greg, all. I, I mean, that's what they're okay. Meant you and to I do. do that, but in different ways. Okay. So I do that, <laughs> and then like an album comes out, and I'm like, yes, I love this, and so then I'll like just listen to that mm-hmm. over and over, not excessively okay, to the where I've like listened to this like album fifty, sixty times, but like eight to ten is normal for something I like, and mm-hmm. like ten yeah. to twenty is like I really was feeling that jam. Yeah, um, jam. <laughs> and uh, but Greg, I feel like. You have albums that you like, and you continue to listen to them Cycle for back a to them. long yeah, period yeah, of time. Fair. Like yeah. it is not that long that's since fair. he listened to all the same albums that you also loved, like ten years yeah, ago like when did or I twenty years to ago. Andrew even. Peterson. Like, yeah. Oh, today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you you go back to those yeah. favorite albums quite frequently, just not that's back fair. to back because you don't binge them and well, then they're not dead. Yeah, and like I don't uh, like it's the same thing with like movies. Sorry, just quickly switch topic, but mm. like Disney movies and stuff. I feel like I've heard people, maybe you guys, I don't know, but rewatching a Disney movie over and over again 
When Maybe? I was a kid, I did yes. that. Or, or like people that Haven't have it and repeat it. on the background yeah, when that's they're bizarre. doing yeah. homework or something. I don't know if that's really watching it. Mm-hmm. That's just there yeah. as noise. Same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would so. do that too. Yeah. But yeah. Not, not as an adult so much. Mm. But I, I, don't, I don't get what you're saying, Chris, with like you don't have like songs that like bring back like a certain... Certain memories. Okay. What, what about? about? I thought of a caveat to this, or yeah. okay. no, maybe not a caveat, but like an exception to what I just said. So, yeah. nice. Um, uh, past self, you're a liar. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I, but I did, I did preface it, or I didn't preface it. I said it afterwards. Suffix it. Suffix it. Originally, by saying that there might be an exception, and mm-hmm. here is one of those exceptions. Um, there were a couple of albums, um, that. Uh, I, well, when I started listening to music, um, I don't know how I'd say this Ser- seriously. Like when I was old mm-hmm. enough to start buying CDs and like listening <laughs> yeah. to music, that was like my music. When and not I just, became a professional music listener. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not just like music that was like around the house because my <laughs> yeah. parents had it. Yeah. It was Musical like listening to old, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. L- l- older music that I like was I curated stuck with listening. my own album. collection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but like when I started doing that, um, there were a few albums and I think this had more to do with... Um, so I was given a, a walk or Walkman, a Discman for <laughs> Christmas one year. Um, well, Walkmans are the tape recorder ones. Yes. Technically. Yes. That's what I had. Yeah. yeah. I'm, just, I'm just saying mine was a Discman because I was using yes. CDs. So I just yeah. want to be te- yes. technical about it. Um, I, I also had a Discman. I, yeah. And it's so cool. It's skipped. I, it's frequently skipped, skipped. Yes. well mine had like anti-shock you but it didn't always it. work we yeah the anti-shock just too. meant like it shocked like like it was four less. fifths of what it would if it yeah. wasn't if anti-shock. it wasn't yeah or something which is pretty good or anti-skip or yeah. whatever you whatever could they listen to your cd on anyways the there's a few skip? there's a few uh Did no but they would get tangled no. they would get tangled no, they don't like, get tangled what are you doing to your cassette that gets it tangled Sometimes cassettes just tangle themselves because it's a ribbon. When it's running, yeah. If you maybe. like, if you ripped it open if, when it was still running, or if you dropped it by accident, that? if you dropped it by accident, anyways. No, um, dropping it. There were a few that. moments <laughs> in my um, early discman years <laughs> where, yes. where uh, there were events. Um, so, and by events, I mean like periods of time in my life um, where that that period of time was synonymous kind of with that album Mm -hmm. because that was the new album that I was listening to at that time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and so when I think about that album or if I ever played that album, I would immediately be taken back to Mm -hmm. that point in time. And I would remember kind of, again, it wouldn't be like the emotional atmosphere of the time but it, it would be like like what was happening at that time if if that makes sense that it's different it like in my mind it's tears. different no <laughs> it just like reminds me of that period of time in my life so mm-hmm. one of these periods of time is an album that i got just before one of the first summers that i spent and like basically an entire summer at camp yeah um doing um like leading a cabin of kids mm-hmm. or helping lead i was like a junior cabin leader or whatever and and it's just like for whatever reason that was a very um prominent um like probably a very growing and trying period of time for me to like lead this cabin of Mm -hmm. smaller children and try to wrangle them and like have this responsibility and 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 like i'm in like grade nine or grade 10 and going through hormonal changes and like like all of that (laughs) you know like all of that stuff at once and so then 
this album reminds me of that. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing maybe a few years later with another album. Mm-hmm. But but I don't I don't listen to the album and and think, "Oh, I was sad the day I first heard this song or I was happy the day." Like that's not what the album does for me personally. But mm. but those are my exceptions. Mm-hmm. So um but but what I, what I did want to say, oh sorry, go ahead. I just have such a clear memory. There's an out. Al- there's a Cutlass album yeah. that I got when I was in high school. Cutlass is a Sea of Faces. Yeah, it was yes. Sea of Faces. What, you got it. What yeah. Genre for listeners that aren't familiar. Uh, it's contemporary Christian. Uh, mm, I wouldn't rock. call it contemporary. Not Sea of Faces anyway. It was a right, little bit like more. Cutlass did go it was like rock Christian alternative. alternative. Yeah, Christian alternative. They, yeah, because they went through a yep. few different like genre swings almost. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Fair. Anyways, I had gotten it. And I was reading through the Artemis Fowl series <laughs> at the time. Yes. Okay. And so every I would go to school and every day I would come home and sit in my little reading nook and have that album on repeat and read this book series. Mm-hmm. And I got like it's hours and hours. Think about how long it takes yeah. to mm-hmm. to read an entire book series. How many books are in that series? Five, six, seven? I don't even know. Seven now, probably when you were reading it. Maybe five. Probably only mm-hmm. five at the point yeah. or four even, but and still. And so like I can hear one, any one of those songs from that album and I am like, I can see visually in my mind, I guess, the my room as it was back yeah. then and where where everything was. Totally. And know that I am reading Artemis Fowl. Yeah. Like- <laughs> mm-hmm. So I guess that's not too dissimilar from what, I was saying I, I think I was just suggesting that I that I didn't like feel like my like I don't have like an emotional like it's an emotional connection I guess arguably but it's not like it's not like Greg was saying like it doesn't like like bring me to tears or to the verge of tears or or make me elated or like you know like it doesn't do that for me it just it's just a memory mm-hmm. um which might be grasping at straws for that argument there like it might be two in the same but um what i was going to say is like i think as i've as i've continued to grow and continue to consume and enjoy music the the like like how ashlyn was saying she goes through phases and i think that that's totally fine i feel like that's the same thing for books and um and whatnot too but um what where i have been for a while with music and I still enjoy some of the songs that you can hear on the radio and mm-hmm. some of them are super catchy. And often it does have to do with, cause I'm not like drawn to like that secular music for lack of better, mm-hmm. uh, better mm-hmm. words, but, but uh, not specifically because there's like a distaste of it. It's just like, it's not terribly enticing to me, but there are artists and there are songs um, more in the last number of years that have captured my attention, like Holly was saying, but but then uh, to, to Ashlyn's note, it's because of like a little run of notes or yeah. the way that like often I feel like you you write the chorus and then just build the song around the chorus and people are kind of like chorus, 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 yeah. chorus. Yeah, uh, hardcore. I, might know, I might know the song to the verse or the words to the verse a little bit. And chorus, 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 chorus. And then like the chorus is the fun part. And yeah. yes. like, that's cool. Um, I have heard a couple of songs where the entire song is like at the same level mm-hmm. of like energy and like, like fun. excitement yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And and those are unique mm-hmm. in my mind. Yeah. Um, but 
where I am now and where I have been for quite a while is soundtracks slash mm-hmm. musical mm-hmm. scores. Um, sometimes, depending on what you're talking about, those are two different things. Sometimes a soundtrack, um, if you picked up the albums for, let's say, any of the Transformers movies, <laughs> at least the first three um, from uh, like the Paramount Transformers movies, not like any other cartoons or direct-to-video, those ones have scores and soundtracks. And the score is... Um, man, I wish I remembered the composer's name, but the score is the com- like the the artist or the musician who has composed the orchestral score mm-hmm. for the movies, and then the soundtrack is music that's been inspired by or shows up in the movies. Like okay, if mm-hmm. there's an Imagine Dragons song in one of the yeah. movies, which I'm pretty sure there is, um, probably it. They're in uh, a lot of movies, actually, yeah. or like creed or something probably (laughs) Um, uh, if if any of those songs show up that'll be on the soundtrack list but Mm -hmm. then the score is this other oh steve jablonski or steve jablowski okay or or something very similar mike wazowski nope (laughs) and i'm also now abomination's name my uh, blonsky Blonsky (laughs) from the marvel uh they have you um but uh so anyways uh the those those soundtracks like the 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 orchestral music those are the things that um have stuck with me and that draw me into music now and it doesn't really matter like there are i love marvel and i love star wars but there are parts of those soundtracks and whole soundtracks that i'm just like not interested in (gasps) um just just because like i don't feel heresy i don't know i just don't feel a draw to certain so it's not a default if it's marvel or star wars i'm gonna love it kind of things love john williams love his stuff but there's some tracks that i'm just like not there's just garbage there's iconic tracks (laughs) tracks that's garbage tracks that don't just capture my attention very Mm -hmm. well um so so there's not a general rule to like who i'm attracted to but i find that i enjoy music from across a, a wide spread of movies or films okay. um and it is harder for films that are more like a comedy film because sometimes those will have a soundtrack but not much of one they'll usually use more like a or, or sorry sorry they'll, they'll they won't have much of a score they'll have soundtracks they'll have songs mm-hmm. inspired by or that mm-hmm. show up in those um but it's it's because i feel and i said this at the beginning which is why i tipped my hand um it's because i feel that the story that is the movie, mm-hmm. the movie is a story, or the TV show even is a story, just a little bit longer and more drawn out. When when the soundtrack, sorry, <laughs> when the orchestral sound, we're gonna just say soundtrack yeah, as, yeah. As, mm-hmm. as as so I don't have to keep <laughs> clarifying. Right, but like, you're but making like, the score. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like when the movie or film soundtrack, the orchestral recordings um, are done well. And it be an established musician or a brand new one. Uh, they they take you or they take me on this like journey through. Uh, and it is like arguably in an emotional journey, which is ironic because yeah. like I don't feel like I connect with these lyrical songs necessarily as much. But then these music only songs just have there's there's points where it's like there's it's such a rush and i think even in the points where it's like such a somber um sad song there's even still just such a rush like i keep thinking the the song at the very end of guardians of the galaxy 2 where (laughs) so specific where (laughs) yondu is 
um, being, I guess, it's the blue cremated. Guy. Yeah, the right. blue guy with the mohawk. Yeah. yeah. That whistles at the arrow. <laughs> he, yeah, that one. He's he's being like sent off into space. It's like a burial in space. Mm-hmm. And all these other um, parties are showing up and sending him off. Mm-hmm. And like the music for that piece, um, that is a... I, I believe that's a score like that's or mm-hmm. like like a like a, a song that's like all, that already exists and is used for that and it's so good but then then you take something like the 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 song and I can't remember the title song for it but for the end of Gladiator like the first okay. time I saw Gladiator the story mixed with that song like I, I was in tears <laughs> and it was like weird and awkward for me but I was like but I was like what like what like this like coming of age thing like why am i crying during like why can this do this to me like it is sad story well but it's a good like it's a good ending to like it's a yes. happy Spoke ending to your soul yeah so it doesn't even matter and it's just like it like takes you and and so those are the pieces that i can take um or um um uh, ludwig gorgensen's um mm, yes uh composition for the mandalorian Prim- primarily he has no idea <laughs> mm, yes mm. um that's that's such like an epic ludwig gorgensen <laughs> sorry G- gorensen <laughs> we're mocking you yeah uh it's okay <laughs> for the listener at home who can't sense the sarcasm <laughs> but but like song uh the soundtracks that he does for the mandalorian book mm-hmm. of boba fett and he's done a few others since and preceding that that um but like those are kind of like the opposite those are very like epic mm-hmm. driving um compositions and mm-hmm. and those are like those just grab me in i would say the same way like mm-hmm has the same effect mm-hmm. um but then uh like uh john powell how to train your dragon oh like, that's he did such a phenomenal soundtrack. job with that so like and so so it's like not surprising to me at all that like these stories need this like you have to have somebody that tells this story underneath this existing story yeah just music they have to do it well mm-hmm. and and when when done super well and or like a tv show theme song like like some of them are just so epic sound yeah. like, and yes. so his dark materials yeah the so good the theme song for that is just <laughs> ashlyn's dying why is that was it that dirty title, just the title. That title his dark materials it just sounds like a harlequin novel and no, i don't know what you're super talking not. about and so every time i just imagine these like this like rustic man in like these like <laughs> like shirtless with just like some shorts on like Fabio. holding this girl on the top of a cliff yeah uh, you you're know like very harlequin like, the opera with his dark <laughs> material oh, yeah <laughs> title yeah it is his, super his super dark, not dark dark dark. <laughs> it's a kid's book a, a forbidden, yeah. a forbidden relationship so, yeah. um in the highlands of, yeah of exactly <laughs> yeah um anyways amongst the fjords there was love <laughs> oh my goodness oh, okay but the families look were at, at war but yeah. they their hearts oh were goodness. at peace yeah. like, um but you but, should but you should actually look up the theme song to it because it's so good well you know what let me just do this can right we here. Play it on here. Oh my I, gosh, I can probably so play it through here. Um, just so you know, I'm expecting pan flutes 
and like overly synthy music. You're not going to get it. You're not love song get it. to his dark not materials. Going to get it. This is one show. So most uh, most of the time when we watch TV shows, Chris will sometimes want to watch through the beginning credits every time. Most times, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, can we not? Yeah, because we don't. It's a waste of time. But Usually. this is a show that I was just as excited mm-hmm. to listen through <laughs> the the beginning credits. That like step, 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 step of the bass. Yeah. Oh, the bass is so good. <laughs> you know what? Almost it's, has like it's, the... It's like a little bit Harry Pottery, like with the yeah. like that magic. kind of feel, yeah. magic, yeah. yeah, yeah, which is appropriate. Yeah, but the build is good. So there's there's definitely like mm. a there's definitely like a common theme in yeah. like mm-hmm. these soundtracks where like oh it's a magical show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you need a lot of wind or a lot of um the the string instruments yeah and then yes. like timpanis here. Like the heavy timpani. Yes. Wow, yeah. it's Chris. A, none of us know what a timpani is. It's the drum. So it's, it's the big. Yeah, timpani is like yeah. a really big drum, and you usually nice. play it by changing the note with your foot boom. pedal, and it boom, only has boom, a certain boom, number of yeah. notes, and you have to like tune it each time. Mm-hmm. So it's often you'll see, um, uh, inst- uh, percussionists. I'm just gonna fade this out here. Percussionists uh, will have um, three or four in a recording or during a performance mm-hmm. because you can only do certain number of notes with each and you can't adjust on the fly because you can't hear to tune it on the mm-hmm. fly. So you need presets. Mm-hmm. So this one will play a few and this one will play a few and this one will play a few, et cetera. Um, and you're just, you're tightening essentially the skin as you go mm-hmm. and it's changing the pitch. Um, so you, you're presetting some of the notes, but um, yes, yeah, s- s- like and uh, there's things like the, the instruments that people uh, might not realize when you take the French horn out of the out of the Star Wars soundtrack completely, it's like completely a different song. But yeah, it's that story aspect to it that that I think really drives me to it. And um, I was kind of thinking about the way that music in general operates. And I've heard people say this before that some of the fav- their favorite like lyrical um uh, secular albums yeah. work is um the so individual songs themselves when they tell a story very enticing um when you're singing about just like a specific topic interesting maybe but but i but i dare say if you're they're singing about about a, a specific situation re- regarding that topic so they're telling a story through it um in uh that could be more um entertaining or or more like you listen to it with a little bit more intentionality um somebody telling their story per se uh and and people have said this about albums being written and artists say this about the albums oh i wrote this album kind of it tells a story through the album so you Mm -hmm. listen it from the first second of track Mm -hmm. one to the last second of track 13 and you get this whole flow of yeah of emotion or like a larger picture story so Mm -hmm. they're they're telling a story that way too um and and so like i find that movie soundtracks or scores to 
do very much the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of other genres of music out there. Like, like there's people that will just enjoy listening to lo-fi yeah, study baby. music yep. in the yes. background. Mm-hmm. Does it tell a story? Probably not, but it's like... Some of them do. Some of them have like... Like, what was that one that I you don't... found? Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. Like a lo-fi concept album yeah it was a concept <laughs> they had like the story like, little intermissions of like or like dialogue over top of it or yeah something dialogue would... while the song was going and it was about this group, tea, of, something... group of people that had gone to a, a... Oh, something in dead people tea yeah, yeah he oh. he you could go to this like farm and bury your loved one at yeah. this farm specifically and then they would grow tea on top of them and then you could yeah it's weird get get the tea (laughs) (laughs) anyways but he also had to go on a journey and leave that place it's like a yeah i would leave the place too (laughs) it's like a nice place yeah anyways it was a really interesting album because it was like the whole thing was a story but it was also uh conceptual abstract that's yes. the word i want abstract yes. enough that you weren't really sure Paying what atten- was happening yeah, I, yeah well and that's the thing is yeah you couldn't always couldn't mm-hmm. quite figure out what yeah on. yeah anyways yes some lo-fi does have have um words especially lo-fi i i listen to a lot of anime lo-fi which is really fun yeah. and they often have like snippets clips yeah. or snippets uh, from the anime so yeah. you'll okay. you'll go so through like this nice song and then all of a sudden krillin from dragon ball z will be like ah! like yeah. powering up in the background you're like what <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah i definitely i i actually used to be really into concept albums mm. yeah uh as a kid there was quite a few that I, like there was one that was done by a, well, and this is where, this is where I will bend my rules in terms of what type of music I enjoy <laughs> listening to. Cause, well, you used to be into a lot of Derek Webb. Yes. And his, is, that. his, and his can be a little bit more moody. I didn't really like his music musically, but I liked mm. what he did conceptually. Yeah. And, yeah. He did a lot of like concept, concept albums yeah. and themes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, um... There was one album from a band called Showbread where they literally wrote a story that you read Mm. and it would have like the soundtrack for, and it would kind of tell you where you were supposed to be in the music as you're reading it. Oh, that's interesting. And it was like this like parable. And so, and then they had two albums that were in this. And so you would be reading the story from the one perspective of one of one of the girls and then the other album would be the perspective of another girl. Mm-hmm. And so, and they're both like kind of like parables that I think end in sort of the same place, but coming from different directions. So interesting. It was really, yeah. So that was really interesting. Um, but yeah. Like as an art form, music is its whole own beast. It's beyond um, putting notes to page. Like there's such, there's, there's so much effort and, and, um, quality and art in that alone Mm -hmm. but then to take and do something with it um pairing Mm -hmm. pairing it with another art form or Mm -hmm. or just like challenging the own genre itself yeah um like i can i can totally understand why you would be why some or why somebody would be attracted to mm-hmm. the the non-conventional, yeah, unconventional. Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And like Showbread specifically was like more of like a heavy metal band, like like at times, like they mm-hmm. would get like 
or in or kind of screamo. I don't know that kind of thing. And that wasn't really my jam, but it was sure. like really, and that, that was the only albums that I owned of them. But yeah. it was just like really interesting. Mm-hmm. But the problem that I know nowadays is because with streaming music, things are shifting less to album releases and more to single releases because yeah. then that's mm-hmm. what generates playlists and money stuff like and that. gets onto playlists and stuff. So I think you lose out on that because I remember as a kid, even if it wasn't a concept album, just sitting down, plunking down my Discman, you know, mm-hmm. um, putting the CD in, holding down the play button, turning it on, hearing the little whir of the CD as it starts <laughs> and then the flash as it's slowly on the digital screen as it slowly reaches zero one and then you start track one and you have your liner notes that you're reading and you're, <laughs> you know, and you're you're just, you're you're listening for the lyrics that you didn't catch on your first listen before because oh, yes. you weren't listening yes, with, the, with the too. notes oh, and yeah. then you're catching, oh, that's what they said mm-hmm. and, and all of these things and then- um, I still read the lyrics of songs. Yeah. yeah. But like you, I think you miss out on the fact that you don't have that physical release. But then you also just just sitting down and listening through a full album doesn't happen as much anymore. Mm-hmm. And so there's, but there were some albums that were definitely built around that experience of like track mm-hmm. order mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. yeah. having a feel and like yeah. Well, and interestingly, like if you pay attention, I often go to the new releases on YouTube Music mm-hmm. because I need something new. Yep. Um, and if you do kind of track it, often you'll get a whole bunch of single releases yeah. yes. over a bunch of months, and then they'll come out with an album of all of those singles. Yeah, right. So it's as if it's new. So it gets on that new releases again kind mm-hmm. of deal. Yeah. But then you can listen to all the new stuff all at once. Yeah. And then it's but like, like a for single me, album comprised oh. of all of their top hits. Suddenly. Well, suddenly, it's like, not top hits, but most recent well, but like instead releases, of having a few right? songs on an album that are really great and a few mm-hmm. that are just there to literally pad out the album because the record company requires them to have 13 songs. Mm-hmm. Um, now you can have ones that are. Yeah. You like, can, like the you whole can put list them together. Is ones that, like, oh, these they are all, all did well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I was very weird with how I listened to stuff before. Like if I only reached up to track six on an album, I would start at track six the next time I started that album to listen through it through so that I, I had the exact like same ridiculous. repetition on all of the songs. <laughs> so like <laughs> in You the, don't think that's ridiculous? Like that's I would crazy. I would pick up where I left off. Crazy. It's crazy. It's like reading I a book. Admit, yeah. But I'm coming at it from a story what perspective. Chris said, listen right? to Where that. That's what just Chris said. that's just me. Like, Wisdom. Yes. Oh, I usually start um, <laughs> albums like at the very beginning almost every single time. And then sometimes I'm like, I know the songs at the end of the album less good than I know yeah. the song. Yeah. So then I'll just like pick Reset. a random song in oh. the yeah, middle. And start, from and there. start from there. Yeah. Nice. Me but too. not a specific one. I'm just going like, yeah, it's like seven. There we are. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I won't remember what I was yeah. at the last time I listened to it. That's yep. crazy. Yeah, no, I definitely like. I was like, I need to make sure that all songs are treated equally, and all have their chance. Even if you even don't if, like them, even if I don't like them, because I know that I know that it generally just took a few more listens to enjoy them. Oh, that's not well, all. Greg, that's you're not so true. wholesome. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> really nice of you. <laughs> I you're probably <laughs> also like nice to Siri, aren't you? Yeah. Nice to Siri. I do say thank you to Google when yeah. I ask it to do things. Yeah, it doesn't say you're welcome. Um, it's rude. I did. I did say that we were going to talk about this, um, however briefly. I don't have too much information on this. We can we can talk about this 
for a hot second and then people can go look it up themselves. But um, in 2014, the University of Barcelona conducted uh, a study and they found that 5% of the people that they studied didn't feel any emotion when listening to music. So it was like a, a study to see like how people would react. How many people? Sorry. 5%, 5% of their Oh, yeah. I, I don't remember group. how many they list. I don't know. They probably interviewed like 50 people. <laughs> you know, like it's probably like a really small sample size. And so this really probably doesn't mean anything anymore. I mean, it's 2014. Who knows what they were trying to achieve with Practices that study? This is in 2014. But like it's I, a, I would like to know. This is a study. And they, they, they do what they did. eyes on them and see if their brains are broken. So. Yes. Did they do it? They did oh, some psychology related. No. Okay. Just well, that their brains didn't develop right. Maybe some of them since. If you know of a 2014 or later graduate of the University of Barcelona, you might be one of the 5%. Um, <laughs> uh, the, 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 the study also included some, some additional testing or, or at the very least weighing in of some psychologists because mm. they were thinking, oh, does this have something to do with another psychological issue like is this a precedent for something mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and from what they found at that point it's trauma it wasn't there was as nothing, far as they can tell it, it is not related to any other or it wasn't at that point related mm -hmm. to any other tested or understood psychological issue okay. and no. and but not necessarily in a negative way it just like yeah. it wasn't like oh you don't enjoy music mm -hmm or it doesn't stimulate your brain the same way that it does the other 95% of people gotcha. you're more you're you have a prerogative to towards being left-handed or something like mm -hmm. like like there it, was no it correlation just didn't, it, they didn't seem to yeah. find any correlation mm -hmm. that existed okay. and it kind of left it open ended but like that is interesting um because like Holly your dad has doesn't no like desire it. to mm -hmm. Yeah. entertain music doesn't care Crazy. my twin brother mark doesn't really enjoy me like he doesn't like like won't turn it on he won't he's in not, the radio he never really like he i think he bought one album i don't i feel like it was obligatory that he was like i should probably do this because everyone huh. else is that's so interesting but yeah i don't yeah. think he like yeah. my dad doesn't even like to sing at church so. he just stands there well, and he doesn't he doesn't enjoy music per se. Like Yeah, he's just not into it. Likes yeah. movies, enjoys movies and TV Loves shows. Movies. Won't mm. won't watch musicals. Huh. Like musicals are not his thing. Uh and not because he's loves, a big manly man. Yeah. No, just because just he's just like likes stories, yeah, reads books, <laughs> in, enjoys even books and TV shows that yeah. I think are like like what what you might consider to be like um uh, like guilty pleasure, like they're not great what? TV shows, you know, <laughs> oh, or, like, or, or or you know, they're just crappy done, crappy yeah. Done. And he's just like, ah, just looking for the entertainment value, mm -hmm. but won't listen to music, just doesn't want, or to. or doesn't listen to. He music. would rather it be silent. Yeah, yeah. And so that like Which is that's boring as heck. Super interesting and weird to wrap your head around because because we're and I mean it's fine because I also know people that couldn't really care that the newest Marvel movie came out. That's have, weird. Have too. only seen Star Wars. <laughs> have only seen all the Star Wars movies recently because they might have watched them with us because we badgered them for long enough to do it. <laughs> like things like that. Like like and so so people, Those people. And, and then there's other Those people that people. won't that there's other people that won't read. 
like they just don't don't, don't want to like read it. or mm-hmm. maybe they are like we know of people that are a little bit dyslexic and like they find reading hard and, and so then they won't read but they love watching movies so like you get your but entertainment those, from those somewhere. all seem like things that are more common than not liking music mm-hmm. like not liking music is is a weird thing i only maybe. know one person in my whole life <laughs> other than now maybe greg's twin <laughs> like, hey mark hi mark <laughs> right like like for my whole life, when I told people that my dad doesn't like yeah. music, they were like, "What? Yeah, I'm like how can that be?" Yeah, I bet you there's like a once space once in the to world relate where to it, me, it's not as absurd. Like it seems absurd it's to us possible. because we like it. Well, but. maybe, it's just, but they find it in all cultures. There's yeah. not one huh. culture that we have observed and that. studied that doesn't have some form of music. But then mm-hmm. that that probably means that there's people that don't prefer music like well yeah probably about five percent of the population right but like that's low if the study is to be believed it Mm -hmm. it is low but it means that it's there like yeah 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 Yeah. like what's five percent of almost eight billion people i think it's more common (laughs) to not really enjoy reading than it is to not really enjoy music totally yeah Mm -hmm. uh so that's that's all the information that i have on that (laughs) uh some more fun facts we can just kind of talk about these however long we need to but um there's a an article from the sport journal in 2008 mm. uh it sounds that... like a cover name for for <laughs> something sketchy oh, <laughs> I don't know. but uh they found that music um and this is in regards to uh athleticism mm-hmm. uh music uh provided uh this a seeming enhancement in physical performance. Mm. So um, they had a bunch of, they were testing cyclers Mm. and cyclers required 7% less oxygen during, Mm. during the Mm. test. And like when you're cycling, you're using a lot of oxygen. The music beats put oxygen in your but blood. It's, but it's <laughs> incorrect. I heard this theory. It's, you did not. It could be a conspiracy. Let me the fact. <laughs> but. This isn't a complete fact. Um, 7% less oxygen than those simply listening to classical. Um, what would be the proper word for it? I'm going to call it background music. Um, but it's like a- asynchronous Opera. music. Yeah. Okay. So just like nothing music in the background, mm-hmm. like muzak or elevator you know mm-hmm. like that oh. kind of stuff good old, old music good old muzak so, so motivational music <laughs> <right> <laughs> <there>. <laughs> structured music or something with like lyrics or like or energy to it versus background jingle yeah like seven percent less oxygen is a significant amount of oxygen yeah. especially I'm when in you're space exerting and my oxygen tank is running out they better be pumping better be the pumping right type of music yeah, <laughs> yeah. well how many times Jaws when theme? you're <laughs> yeah how much how many times nowadays when you're watching the olympics and mm-hmm. it's a um an activity where like one person's doing a sport at a time like ski jumping or mm-hmm. like snowboarding mm-hmm. or whatever do you like they get to the top of the hill and like the camera pans over to them and you see them like take out their airpods yeah. or whatever it is right before going yeah um Psych because because they 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 have to like build Pumped. that like mm-hmm. emotional momentum mm-hmm. yep. be in the right frame of mind mm-hmm. have the confidence yeah mm-hmm. yeah for sure I oh and the, the tiger same, for sure same thing yeah <laughs> That's so, such a common pump up yeah. song. Um, but yeah, same thing for like basketball teams. Yeah. Like in high school, right? We would play we would play the same thing, the same set of songs in practice 
mm-hmm. as we would play at the beginning of each game. And yes, the other team also got to be pumped up, yeah. quote unquote, by that music because it was playing in the gym. But it meant more to us because we practiced to it and pumped ourselves yeah. up with those specific songs each, mm-hmm. like twice a week, right? Like, it, yeah. yeah. Anyways, mm. um, it's interesting. It's interesting. So on the on that note, um, we gave a little bit of airtime to theme music, but uh, I, I wanted to give a little bit of airtime to um, uh, the 1996 Summer Olympics. Like, there's Olympic themes. Yeah. And and in 1996, John Williams did a few themes. Well, of course he did. And so this one is like like it's 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 just like so epic. It's just like an epic thought. <laughs> it's like it's like hey, we John Williams, uh, you're a master composer of your time. Indiana Jones loved it. Star Wars, Star Wars loved, loved it. it. Jaws crushed it. ET felt like I was riding that bike. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now can you do skiing? Now can you please <laughs> can, now can you please do a bunch of athletes? Yeah. Like like let's pump these athletes up. Yeah. And so then John Williams goes, okay, and just smacks out this banger of <laughs> summon summon, banger? summon the heroes is what summon it is called. Gonna, now now I have to preface this. Not that the preface means absolutely anything to the internet because I found out legally it doesn't, but I'm gonna preface it mm. anyway. In Canada, we don't have, um, we don't have like rules about about using like copywritten material in existing materials for mm. fair use. Mm. That's not a thing. There's there's something similar to fair use, but it's worded differently. Okay. Um, and like maybe it's called like constructive use or something like that that Canada has. Oh, interesting. Um, but we don't have the rights to any of this music, so this podcast could podcast could get taken down. Yeah. In which case, what you will hear now is just like us skipping to the next audio part because I'll take down the podcast. Oh, sounds I'll re-upload good. it without music. <laughs> um, so fair warning: if you're not listening to this, so listen early. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and listen so frequently. You might catch it. Hopefully, you're yeah. hearing this sometime in october of 2022 otherwise you, you might not hear this with music but um this is uh, uh just a little snippet of of john williams from from his album greatest hits 1969 to 1999 because he had a few of the albums greatest hits from different time periods mm. this one is some of the heroes from the 96 summer olympics there's the timpanies again Doubling up on the trumpets. <laughs> so you have the like discord of the notes there, but like it resolves itself. Anyways, that's like as you're like coming into the <laughs> yeah. stadium to like begin the Olympics, and you like this. That's epic. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's I just, just epic. Sounding. I just need to describe for our listeners how large the grin on Christopher's face is yeah. right now, like ear it's, to ear, it's, like it's childish <laughs> yeah. joy. So what I'm what I'm doing childish when I hear childlike childlike joy. That's yeah. what I meant to say. What I'm doing Sorry, when I hear music like that. <laughs> is 
is um oh is is analyzing what's happening in the background. What? There's, no. There's no lyrics. You? There's no lyrics to mm-hmm. analyze. Mm-hmm. So I'm listening for and, and like I love good bass. I love good bass. Like yes. bass that like when you turn it up on your on your sound system at home will just like rumble the speakers a little bit. <laughs> love that when it kicks in during the Mandalorian theme song. Um or there's like some interesting subtle stuff that um who was it Claus Badalt mm. who also worked yes. with Hans Zimmer on the first Pirates of the Caribbean uh soundtrack. <laughs> I love some, some Claus <laughs> you can't even say his name. You don't even know what Claus it is. Badalt? What? Well, I don't know how to pronounce it. That's okay. <laughs> you don't know Badalt. who it is. Okay. You know Hans uh, Hans Zimmer? Yeah. Yeah, he like worked with him on the first Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, okay. Well, it's, I think it was actually the other way around. There was some legal thing where they had already hired him, <laughs> so they couldn't also hire Hans, but then they <laughs> okay. hired Hans, and so then he did the rest of the soundtracks oh, okay. for the movies. Yeah. Um, so Claus Badalt. Anyways, he does some good stuff. He do, he does some good stuff with the pirates theme because you can't have too much bassy mm-hmm. in anything Jack Sparrow. Otherwise, you don't get the little like derp 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 derp. Like you don't get that like derpiness. Yeah. Of, yeah. of his themes, you know what I mean? Like, but the fact that you all know what I'm talking about, yeah, means that it's like made its mark. Like, yes. y- you have a character theme for. Mm-hmm. People are like, what song is that? Oh, it's Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, it's like the Jack Sparrow theme, but yeah, it's used a lot in the in the soundtrack. Or mm-hmm. or um uh that slow moving piece that's that's binary sunset. It's like the theme of Tatooine whenever you see that in, in Star Wars. That's like that's like that's like the the planet's theme essentially mm-hmm. is what is what you're doing. Like there's a there's an emotion and a scene and a whole backstory wrapped up in this like one musical piece that might be three or four minutes long because John Williams is like, who's this character? Where does he come from? Mm-hmm. Talks with the director and comes up with something like that. But like so so it, it's not just like a movie thing. It's sports. <laughs> like <laughs> like do you know the Hockey Night in Canada intro? I mean, not that it's the Hockey Night in Canada intro anymore because they lost the rights to it, but they sold the rights to it. Well, they just didn't renew it and so somebody yeah, else bought it. They didn't lose them. They sold them. Okay. I've heard differently, but I'm also not a terrible terribly big sports fan, I, I so don't know. Um, it was a is a in in most of the people who watch Hockey Night in Canada, it was a very poor decision. Mm. It was. Mm, it yeah. was it was financially smarter for them to renew, and they weren't willing to renew mm-hmm. for the amount of money that was required for it. And even if the money even if it was an outrageous amount and it was kind of ridiculous, yeah, it was just th- they chose not to renew it and so then they lost the rights to it. I mean that's that's what happened. I don't know what you heard happened differently than that. But... That they sold it specifically. Well, okay. It just was a bad decision because mm. you have this, you have all this notoriety built up around your channel mm. has this thing, this yeah. event that's taking place and here's the theme to it and now it doesn't anymore. But Well, yeah. and themes mean a lot for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mu- music means a lot to a lot of people. Um, other random fact, in 2016, Mozart sold more CDs than Adele, Drake, and Beyonce. Really? <laughs> so there's <laughs> a technic Mozart. there's a technicality to this, which will make you be like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. And that technicality is that um October 
of 2016 was the 225th anniversary of Mozart's death. And so oh. the, the company that has the rights to it years. Th- since he died. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so they put out this boxed set mm-hmm. of his music on CDs and the mm-hmm. boxed set is 200 discs large. So every boxed set meant 200 discs sold. That's a lot of discs. That's, so that's Drake, still Drake, impressive. Drake sells a single impressive. CD or a single album, <clears throat> right? With like, you could have 25 songs on it, but it yeah. has a single. Mozart sells a boxed set of 200 and it counts as 200. Drake just needs to do a box set of 200 CDs. <laughs> Come on, buddy. Yeah, I don't know Come what to do. Hit that, crank them. out that music. Yeah. Oh, what a lazy man. Yeah. <laughs> but Mozart was blind, wasn't he? Or was that Beethoven? Was oh. that both of them? No. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's blind. Beethoven. No. Beethoven's fifth. The very famous one where he didn't see the applause. Oh, no, I, sorry, sorry, I not blind. Deaf, 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 yeah. deaf, deaf. One of them was deaf, not blind. I don't remember a blind one other than the Let's go blind artists. We'll just we'll just uh internet it. The right only now. blind artist that I can think of is uh, he was a pianist and he was a black man. Dun, 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 dun. Who was he? What was I have his no name? idea. Dun, you dun, do. Dun, dun. You He's do know a his jazz name. musician. Jazz, yeah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Ray Charles. Ray Charles. Hey, thank you. I'm cultured. Because <laughs> <laughs> I watched oh, it the was movie. Apparently, Bach, yeah. Apparently, yeah. Bach was blind. Ah, huh? Bach was See? blind. I knew it. Well, it I knew also says Handel. So, like, how many of these guys Handel's were actually Messiah? blind? That guy. Yes. Oh, yeah. Messiah was the George song. Friedrich he did not see Handel. Golly. <laughs> Goodness, Greg. Each was blinded by botched eye surgery at the hands of the same surgeon? Well, I don't know if it was the same surgeon, but <laughs> like who but it, don't go yeah. to him anymore. Yeah. Because, well, the, maybe he, wait a what, 200 what, 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 years they, for your yeah, eye the surgery. 18th century wasn't like ripe with knowledgeable <laughs> doctors. Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, they were trying real hard at that time. They tried a little bit too hard, but um, uh, oh, cut open your eyes. Like it's super interesting because m- music and and religion were very intermingled, very mm-hmm. directly link linked up up until about the yeah. point of the Renaissance. Um, Try not to have a musical track with Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but like the Renaissance gave us the the rise of humanism, which was what allowed for the experimentation in like different uh art forms you're saying drake has the renaissance to be thankful for (laughs) i don't know (laughs) what are you saying i'm just Uh, for existing as an artist (laughs) yeah drake doesn't have hallelujahs in his so i'm assuming Uh, that this is a spinoff of that well so like before the renaissance you had theater that was like entertainment but that's greek that's greek in nature and so then during the Renaissance, when you have all of these people starting to play around with like, what is an instrument and can we have more instruments than the harpsichord and, you know, like mm-hmm. these other five that exist kind of thing, the lute, uh, ones that we don't, don't use anymore, yes. <laughs> um, when they start playing around with that, suddenly you get, um, you get uh, opera and then that becomes a competitor to art. So now you have music competing so, with drama. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. So we had uh, uh, religious music versus opera as the as its secular well, like, opposite. Well, like that's, re- that's it was what religion. We're it was about. religion and music together, kind mm-hmm. of synonymous with each other. Mm-hmm. And then when people started to feel a little bit like 
they could take liberties with things and mm-hmm. try to be a little bit creative with things. Then suddenly, music wasn't exclusive kind of to they, religion they anymore. They made opera. Well, opera so, came about. I know it's not the only thing that was a result of it, but like that's really interesting. Opera was but like opera is music. I didn't say it was. And opera, opera has or- orchestras. <laughs> yes. Are you, are you like shocked that opera was like the way they went and like what a terrible way to go? Or <laughs> well, there are operas that I enjoy, but most of them most are. <laughs> okay, you're you're talking about like James Lloyd Webber reinventing, like re-resurrect, like resurrecting the musical industry, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you just said. Like Phantom of the Opera. You're talking about it's that okay. as, as operas? That, sh- that movie is really hard to understand. Actual operas, like Dante's Inferno. Like actual cool. operas. But like, there there are some that I like. But at the same time, it's just funny. It was a funny juxtaposition for me because now mm-hmm. what you would say is most unlike religious music is like I don't know, hardcore rap or screamo or something that's mm-hmm. like that that a that a conservative parent would look down their nose on and yeah. be like as opposed you to can't mu- listen as, a, to as that. opposed to musical theater. As well, as opposed to opera, which is considered for us to be really refined and <laughs> Okay. Like yeah. like I'm just put, putting think, putting opera on the opposite side <laughs> I th- I think of it's I think it's more so like you've got the Middle Ages. And you've got religion and music, like that's where they exist. Gregorian yeah. chants, mm-hmm. like yeah. Re- yeah. And then now suddenly you have Beautiful. anything that isn't strictly of religious, because guess what? Religion doesn't have as much of a stronghold mm-hmm. on people anymore. It'd be interesting that it know. used to. So like very, very interesting. This, you don't think to think they of. sang in like pubs and stuff. I'm sh- mm-hmm. It obviously existed. Yeah. I'm not saying that mm-hmm. it was exclusive I to see. religion. And I don't think like, and I think you would find many instances of like green sleeves. Well, okay, but think about like uh, uh, unreached by Western culture tribes in the middle of wherever about to say yeah would they have music yes i would assume yes yes would it be tied very closely to ritualistic and religious happenings in their communities probably also yes Mm -hmm. and so therefore you have religion i'm i'm not saying christianity Mm. i'm just saying religion that's a distinction Mm. i wasn't thinking but but Mm. but we like we have history from white history we don't have history from yes un unknown of like what we might have history now as we're starting to uncover things Mm -hmm. like and and starting to listen more yes (laughs) and actually care about actually care (laughs) yeah Yeah. but like yeah i think that is it's a good point though because when it comes to yeah western culture there's definitely you can see the split in history Mm. but with other cultures i don't I'm not sure. Maybe not so much. If yeah, or, if it has split as much, because yeah. I know that like, uh, as far as atheism goes, like that's like a new thing. It's a pretty new. Concept. It's a pretty new concept mm-hmm. in, in the grand scheme of world history. So it probably was that like most music ever all the time was about something to do with either God or the, the gods. Spirituality. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Yeah. yeah. So. Anyways, pretty sure mostly now uh, in Canada it's about sex. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it's usually about 
Yep. Well, I would say I've thought that of this. Or breakups. Of, well, I was going to say I've thought Same of this thing. before. And yep. uh, particulars Lack aside, it's it's like ma- the majority of it is love. Yes. Like the, yes. Majority, mm-hmm. the majority of it is mm-hmm. is like desire and longing for something. Like it's not even about like I'm in a healthy relationship and I'm excited to sing about it. It's like they broke up with me or I broke up with them and I'm either happy about it and they can go to heck or I'm upset about it and I hope that the person that they find next isn't happier than I was with them because they're a terrible person for moving on against my wishes or I really want that person that doesn't know that I exist or I really want this person and you won't give me your blessing or I really like and it's it's, so it's like I think largely it has to do with acceptance it has to do with this Mm. with culture of course yeah and fitting Um, in and and I'm sure Mm. that that will change as the years go on if we get into like Probably. the 22nd century and then music tastes shift and the perspective shifts from people like mm-hmm. who knows what they'll be singing about then mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. but and like this will be the stuff that's looked back on as the it's <laughs> like the 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 olden days of music like uh, then the kids are already <laughs> looking at my music and going oh that's olden days yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i put on avril lavigne the other day yeah <laughs> at yep. work as like the as just the radio and the young guy that's working with me now was like, hey, I know some of these. <laughs> like, hey, that's from last century. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure is. Good job. Oh, man. We're getting yeah. so old. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we're not getting any younger, so <laughs> let us know what you thought of this podcast before it's too late. Um, <laughs> let us we're know all dying. You think of our outro music that we'll eventually be playing. Probably what right, does it probably right, probably right around right, 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 now. Now? now? Yeah. Yeah. And like all the good vibes that it's giving you. Good mm. vibes. Either that or you're like either really happy because the show's almost over, or you're really sad because you want it to continue. Yeah. Well let us know which one it is. <laughs> uh on that note I should give everybody a heads up. Um your this episode is October. Um we've got a couple more episodes in the year. And we might even have a few other little like special episodes. We might try to do a Christmas one or, you know, something else there just to like tease away. Merry podcast. <laughs> yeah. So keep, <laughs> so keep keep an ear out for that. Um, but at the at the end of our last episode of this year, whenever that will be, um, that's going to be like an official end to season three, of course. Uh, and we don't think that we'll have some kind of official season four. So th- this will kind of be it. Uh, I, it so now it this music to... will remind you of the sadness you felt when you heard the news. <laughs> it it doesn't it doesn't oh, have to mean that we'll never release anything like a bonus. It, have you guys? Have you guys? Have all of you listeners and people here also uh, enjoyed the newer seasons of Doctor Who? It's going to be kind of like David Tennant's encore season where it wasn't really a season <laughs> it, was, it was just kind of like a bonus extra few episodes okay. I think that's what we're going to treat right. going into the future I think I would love to like do one off episodes again I don't want to completely get rid of this this has been fun and we can talk more about about this in our like finale episode because it's about finales um, but but like a structured consistent reoccurring fourth season fifth season sixth season don't don't so much know that it's going to happen just like that. So let's just like brace yourselves. 
We'll have more details as we figure them out. I am emotionally and- <laughs> prepared. <laughs> I hope so. You'll have some more free time on your hands. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we'll actually get together once a month and hang out rather than just record an episode and then go home and try to sleep before we have to get up for work the next day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that might be a new thing that that'll be fun. But um, either way, uh, you can reach out to us uh, always. Well, at least as long as this podcast is up, we'll have this email account. <laughs> so <laughs> the housebound podcast at gmail.com will remain. Um, if that changes, we'll try to let you know. Uh, but you can email us. Let us know what you thought about this episode. Let us know what you thought. What was your question? You want to let people mm-hmm. know how they felt about music? Yeah, the about end. our outro music. Outro. I mean, now it's going to be just sadness. Okay, now outro. The outro music that we're playing now, you can let us know yeah. about. The stuff from before, that was a bait and switch. Yes. I probably even won't put outro music over that. Ooh, uh, we'll put the wrong <laughs> outro music. Sure, and it'll make you confused. You'll be like, what the heck oh is this? Oh my goodness. Uh, we still got some more episodes coming, so be happy about that. Hmm. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us, find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. We post uh, snippets from our episodes. We also post some photos. Um, Holly and I got a dog <gasps> a, like <sighs> a year ago, and I think we've talked about him on and off a couple of times, but he He's usually tries, in the room when we're he tries to do really good. We might post a photo of him or something like that. Um, just being like a good boy and sleeping while we're trying to record. Would listen to Odin's podcast. <laughs> ten, out <of> ten, <laughs> 10 out of 10 have considered recording him for a podcast. Couldn't come up with a good idea to make it last an hour and a half. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>